Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Sports Ed proudly brings to you its podcast, Champions of the World. The badass Daniel Johnson, the smartass Drew Pateau, the wrestling id outlaw. Hello and welcome to another episode of the wrestling id. I'm Drew. I'm the one and only Daniel Johnson. And we are here to uh, uh, make predictions for WrestleMania and go over the last Raw before WrestleMania. Uh, because forget SmackDown. Who cares? SmackDown was good. No, no, I mean mean this coming SmackDown. That's why we're doing it now instead of waiting. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the last SmackDown before WrestleMania is not the same as the last Raw before WrestleMania. It's basically a review. It's a Raw review. Like, here's what happened on Raw, and here's what's going to happen on SmackDown. I mean, excuse me, on WrestleMania. And here's Xavier Rhodes and R-Truth. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, that that was raw. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's only an hour show, right? So they don't have a ton of time. But no, SmackDown's two hours. Is it? Yeah, but it's oh still yeah, it's still show. it's still shorter than Raw. That's all yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking Raw was two hours. Raw hasn't been two hours since forever. Well, at least six months, right? Oh, way more than that. It's been like over a year, I think. Some nights it flies by and. Some nights, <laughs> a lot of most matadors on TV. Yep. All right, so uh, I guess we could talk about Raw a little bit before we go into our WrestleMania predictions. I I think that'd be appropriate to discuss the biggest Raw of them all. Okay, so we just we literally both just watched this episode of Raw, and I already don't remember how it opened. You're so good at this. You, should, you should try to do this for a living. I know. Like, you should make a pod. You should, you should make a podcast and like put it on the internet, and people should listen to it. That's yeah. what you should do. That's a great idea, Daniel. I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> so Raw was amazing for about two thirds of the way. Yeah. The I okay. So the parts I remember are being super bored during a Bray Wyatt r Truth match. Um, some good promos by Triple H. Well, we all just kind of mourned during that. Bray Wyatt match. <laughs> we mourn the career of our truth. It's like they would have been better off just showing like that match was like what six minutes. Just showing a six minute, just repeating the uh, the the Titantron for the Wyatt's entrance. Just repeating that for six minutes. Just play that for six minutes. People would be more interested. They could have gone uh, six minutes of of like just Bray Wyatt beating up our truth in the back. You know what I mean? That would have been slightly more, more interesting. Yeah, a, a, a tad. It was. It was. Just, I was just really sad because my boy, our truth, you know, he's got to hold it down for the homie Joe. He, uh, you know, it was the, that was the end of his career. His contract's coming up or something, right? It's got to be. I have no idea. I don't pay attention to the the wrestlers' contracts. It doesn't mean anything to me. All right, so let's see. <laughs> I'm saying, you you hit the nail on the head before we started here when you said 
that Raw just made me depressed because <laughs> I was in a good mood. And now I watch this Raw and I don't know, like there was parts of it that were good. But now for some reason, I'm just, I feel down, man. You were playing League of Legends and let people know you were getting demolished. Yeah, I lost three matches in a row. So I think that's more what to do with that. Yeah, well, There's no way you could have watched Raw and been a wrestling <laughs> fan and be like, gosh, you know, that just, just sucks. Sucks. I don't know. I think it was a little mediocre, but... All right, uh, what else did you want to talk about from Raw? Uh, everything. Let's talk about everything. I thought it was just amazing. Okay, well, as I said, I can't remember, so you're going to have to remind me. So hit bullet points, and I will. it will refresh my memory, and I will talk about them. Uh, let's talk about the opening. I thought the opening was just... Great. I've been telling you off the air for a couple of weeks now, I think that uh, they're doing a great job with Orton and Batista and making them relevant and entertaining to smart fans. Because generally I have no time for those guys. And when they're on television, I'm just like, ugh, I roll. Where's Daniel Bryan? Hurry up and get to this. But some of the best television uh, the last couple of weeks has been with those guys on TV and Daniel Bryan, not Watching, featured in any role, so watching Batista get uh, taste slapped out of his mouth. Yeah, taste slapped out of his mouth, foaming magical mucus out of nowhere in his mouth. Uh, yeah, that was on last SmackDown. That was gross. That was terrible. Uh, Randy Orton's kissing up. It's gotten creepy. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're going to build that into an angle post WrestleMania, and it's going to be awesome. They'd be, they'd be smart too. Yeah, they kind of t- they they haven't done a Triple H fight for my wife. Angle with another man since uh, Kurt Angle back in the Dizzy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it'd be fresh. But uh, so I think they're doing a good job getting heat and getting interest in their main event, you know? I mean, WWE always knows what's best for us, you know? Dad knows best. And, well, uh, I, I don't know if any of the interest is really coming from those two. It's just everybody's excited that Daniel Bryan's finally going to make the match. Well, I mean, definitely that's part of it. But once they commit it to that, you know, they still have to sell those other guys. And uh, keeping Daniel Bryan off TV the last two weeks has allowed that. Because some of the best stuff has just been those guys coming out to the ring, making fun of each other, and uh, keeping it moving, I think, personally. I, I think, you know, no one else is getting any. There's no other real storylines going on, getting that much TV time, of course, because it's uh, WWE and it's all about the main event. But. Well, I mean, with WrestleMania coming up, if there isn't already a storyline being pushed right now, there's there's no way. You know what I mean? Like, even the they have to stall Bray Wyatt right now because what do they they can't have Bray Wyatt and John Cena face off again. So throw them in there with our truth. Throw a video package in front of it, and we'll just wait till Sunday. Speaking of video packages, that Triple H video package. AKA the burial of every guy who left WWE <laughs> under contentious uh, circumstances. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah, I I got a I got three fourths of a chub. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. The the posing for RVD, the pretending to be invincible for Goldberg, I like that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. I think Vince has uh, some lingering issues with Goldberg. <laughs> I just watched an old SummerSlam that Goldberg was in, where it's the one where Triple H is like trying to hide and stay in his pod. It's an elimination chamber match, and Goldberg just punches through the the glass like that shit's ridiculous come on I mean did you live through the Goldberg era because Gold, you know Goldberg era he probably you know I mean I lived through some of it I, I remember him being around when I was a kid 
that seemed believable back then, that guy. <laughs> if you'd have walked on water, you'd have been like, go birds. <laughs> Anything was possible. Uh, so I thought that video package was great. Stephanie's only getting more beautiful every week. <laughs> You're so respectful when the mic is rolling. What I say about Stephanie when uh, up there, I'm always respectful to the to the billionaire princess. <laughs> uh, just your you you chose your words a little more carefully this time. It sounded like because earlier you were just like, "Man, she's getting hotter," and this time you're like, "Ah, oh, she's uh, more beautiful." Listen, when you speak about a lady in public, you should always do it as a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So. That's excellent. We're all foaming at the mouth for that. I, I thought it was. You want to talk about Daniel Bryan selling uh, Triple H selling for Daniel Bryan something? <laughs> yeah, you I thought meant, would never happen. Yeah, I I had to bring that up to you when we were watching it because, wow, I have never seen Triple H sell so hard. You know, like he, he sells as much as he has to, but he's Triple H, and he's always looking to get Triple H more over and looking to make Triple H look better and better. And this little dwarf attacks him, and he was selling like big shows out there, just pummeling him. No, Triple H gets a bad rap, but that was a pretty. I haven't seen him sell like sell like that maybe since like back in the Jericho era when he was fighting. He had that feud with Jericho because he was. I mean, I don't know if those Kendall stick shots really hurt or what. But he I mean, he took a couple and he he was shaking almost. And uh, like you said, it was really good to see because it's only. It only makes the match better, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for WrestleMania. I just can't wait for the main event. I can't I don't think I'm, to talk about that match in a minute. Well, there's nothing else really going on besides like the John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Cause I was sitting there thinking like, I'm not really, I'm not big into battle Royals and only, I only care about the rumble. Yep. The last 10 entrants. Uh, what else is going on? Like a diva orgy or something happening. I might watch <laughs> Vicky, yeah, Vicky Guerrero's uh, Divas Invitational Orgy, I think is what it's called. Nice. I'd watch that just because it's an orgy. And, uh, <laughs> like, this is in, they put the tag. Is it like a, was it three re- matches on WrestleMania? What, what's going on? Okay. Well, there's only three matches. No, there's, I mean, there's more, but not by a lot. Okay. Do you want me to run down the card? Are we done with yeah. Raw? Just, I mean, nothing else drastically happened on Raw. No one's. Wait, oh, wait. Uh, the. Fatal Four Way in the tag title got buried on the Raw pre-show. I mean the WrestleMania pre-show. So. Yeah. Okay. So the pre-show is going to be that fatal or the what do they call it? Tag team turmoil. No, that's where there's teams in it that you don't even know who are in it. So yeah, this is a four-way tag match then. Uh, the Usos are the champions, obviously, against Los Matadores, against the Real Americans, against Rybaxel. And the Los Matadores are in there strictly for Ryback and Kurt Axel to beat up someone. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because they can't beat up Cesaro, they can't beat up the Usos. So yeah. Um, okay, so that's the pre-show, which is two hours long. It starts at uh, what is it? Five Eastern. The hell of five. Yeah, it starts at five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it starts at five Eastern. It's two hours. Apparently, the first hour is going to be an expert panel discussing uh, things that are going to happen during WrestleMania. And what then... would be the greatest panel ever? Like the most incoherent, right by grace, I mean the most incoherent rambling. Okay, Ultimate Warrior. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I want to say Batista because I like how he falls on his lines a lot. Yes. So that would be pretty good. Plus, there'd be a lot of spit between him and Ultimate Warrior. There'd just be gallons. Like, they'd need to wear waders. Um, would, would there be, like, children with buckets? Yeah. <laughs> One with rags wiping up the spit. Trying to, like, trying to, like, bail out the set so it doesn't sink. Um, let's see. It's got to be a three-person panel. Who's the... Ric Flair drunk. I think. I don't, I, I don't think drunk is a precursor. I think Ric Flair is always drunk. Okay. <laughs> Especially drunk. My three, I'd go... Uh, Dusty Rhodes. No. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I missed Dusty Rhodes, yeah. Uh, beautifully terrible. Yep. I'd go Ric Flair, of course. Yep. And then Bobby the Brain Heenan. Just because Bobby would just be like, what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, and sometimes, too, like, he'll, he used to get, like, way too excited. You know what I mean? And just, like, yeah. start just rambling a little bit. Yeah, like when he uh, called the Hogan turn before it happened. <laughs> Oops. Oops, Bobby. They say he's such, a, he's such a great career, and like in the in the smart community, people remember from like the guy who kind of spilled the beans on the the Hogan turn. Uh, whoops! All right, so that's the pre-show, and then WrestleMania itself, uh, seven Eastern. Uh, I believe this card is in order. The card that I found online: the first match is Daniel Bryan Triple H uh, to see. That's the curtain jerker. I I this. I mean, I it would make sense for that to be the first match so that they had plenty of time to rest before the last match because it's not like they can just put on a quick match, a quick shitty match, and then the person gets, you know, didn't get too worn out, and then they get plenty of time to rest before the main event, you know. I mean, the main event being a triple threat, which I think is going to turn into a fatal four-way, but I'll get to that in a second. Being a triple threat does give them some leeway. You know, they don't have to be 100% rested up to give a good triple threat match because there's more going on. You know, there's more distractions. There's... But I could see that being the first or second match. I don't know. Maybe the first match will be the uh, Shield versus Kane and the Corporate Outlaws or something. I'm saying, if you start with Brian and Triple H, that, I mean, you're starting off hot, man. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's WrestleMania. It's not unheard of to start off hot like that. You definitely have to put the Diva match on behind that because, I, you know, God, you know, you feel sorry for the two guys who got to wrestle after that. You mm-hmm. know? It's like... It's kind of like that uh, WrestleMania when Shawn Michaels' career was ended. And then, for some reason, they had the uh, Triple H-Randy Orton title match right afterwards. And people were like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Yeah, you got to have that cool-down match. Okay, so maybe these aren't in order, but let me just go down. Uh, After that, it's the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational uh, Orgy. Yeah. Then Shield versus Kane and the Corporate Outlaws. Andre the Giant Battle Royal, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and then the main event, the Orton versus Batista versus question mark. Yeah, that that sounds like the card actually. <laughs> that sounds like it would be the card if I was making the card. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kinda uh, how I would do it. That's interesting. I think the uh the Bray Wyatt and uh, excuse me, the uh Shield versus Corbett Outlaws and Kane would be the worst match on the card. Uh, I kind of think the Battle Royal will be the worst match. And if it's not that, then I kind of think it'll be the Wyatt-Cena match. I just, I mean, you know me, I'm not a fan of Wyatt, and just lately I haven't been that impressed with him in the ring. Although, you know, <laughs> R-Truth was his last opponent, so I guess I can give him a break there. Yeah, I mean, I just think that that, that Corporate Kane match, or whatever they're calling it, 
it's just going to be like silence and no one's going to care. And then no, no, the no. shield's going to do all their high spot moves near the end of it. And then the crowd will pop. And then I, mean, yeah. like, I think it'll be largely forgettable before the finish. Yeah. I mean, the shield's pretty over. So I think that'll, that'll help it a bit. But I think it's kind of what you said, where it'll just they'll go for the big pop at the end to kind of build up the the battle royal. And uh, seeing as they'll be coming off, like if this is in order, if they do the the divas championship before that, uh, you know they'll need to build a little build a little pop and then uh, roll into the battle royal. And then don't worry, after the divas invitational orgy, people will be ready to pop. But sadly, <laughs> you know, Kane will come out and you know we'll have his. Typically, average match. He has every single time he's ever wrestled in his entire career. I mean, so. you got to give him credit for not having bad matches, then. Yeah, I guess. Except that there was a Batista Kane match not too long ago. I think in like 2006. That was just like, oof, <laughs> oof. <laughs> I don't think they've worked together since. It's, uh, I don't think that's a a cool Okay, so let's we'll save predictions for the Danny Bryan Triple H until we get to the. Uh... End of the podcast. Yeah, until we get to the main event. A uh, little tease there for you. But let's let's do projections here as we go. So the Divas Championship Invitational Orgy, uh, who do we think's walking out with that one? Because AJ. I'm pretty sure... Really? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we both think that AJ's dropping the title. Well, I mean, logically, I'm going to say AJ's going to drop the title, but my heart, deep within the recesses of my soul, I can't form my lips to say that terrible, dirty <laughs> sentence. Okay, well, if if I say it for you, who do you think uh, who do you think ends up with it? Uh, if I had to pick someone besides AJ, be winning. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be Naomi, right? I mean, yeah, that, she's that the was... only one that's been kind of fighting her. I think put the belt on anyone. Well, Tamina, I guess, and kind of build a Tamina AJ rivalry. That way you keep AJ on TV because you know you can only have like two divas in the storyline. <laughs> so, but I don't think they'll do that yet, though. I don't know. What do you do, with AJ? You gonna bury AJ, or maybe you take some time off? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think some time off. I mean, I just feel like she can't hold the title for like she's held the divas title for the longest time, like ever, and she's not gonna drop it to her bodyguard and then what? get it right back or lose it again like and just keep staying on TV all this time I don't I don't think so I think she'll she'll get a break well, I won't mind Naomi winning just cause she got a she got a candle on the back of them hips so. <laughs> we all enjoyed looking at that and anytime she can come out there entrance we all win we all win <laughs> alright uh, right. if AJ goes off TV I won't be watching the paying attention to the defense category for a while I mean, I already barely pay attention to them, but... Alright, so then, the S.H.I.E.L.D. versus the... Let's just call them the New Corporation. I like that name. We can say the Authority, right? It's the Authority. I mean, I guess they're part of... Yeah. They've kind of just tacked them onto the Authority stable, but they're not really... I mean, not lately, anyway. That Billy and Brown Dog, they had some bad suits. They make some, you know... <laughs> I've never seen people look so awkward in suits as seeing Billy Gunn and Road Dog in suits. Imagine if Bill, if a Road Dog still had his dreads, like how? Oh, like, how, oh how god, like, oh. that would be amazing. But uh, that match, I definitely see the Shield going on. I mean, Shield—they're hot, you know. Now the babyface are doing corny babyface things, which you know we've talked about this before. I 
dislike when guys become the baby face and then do like corny dance shoulder shrug moves and it's like all right come on but you know that's what baby faces have to do gotta get the kids gotta get the kids uh so i mean i think i think seth rollins and uh ambrose and reigns will win and keep going and then will the countdown will be on so when they have the amical breakup because they're not going to break up you know unless they push one of those guys heel. that's i mean that's what i see happening Turn the whole group babyface and then turn one or two of them heel. Who would you turn heel in that situation? Uh, I would probably do Ambrose heel. And then, since they're fucking in love with Roman Reigns, and I don't understand why. Because to me, Rollins is the, the shining point of the shield. Yes, but, he's the best. He's the best but I could see them having uh, Reigns babyface, have uh, Ambrose heel... And kind of have Rollins, I don't know, play the middle or start on one side, but then flip, you know, and and in some in some swerve worthy fashion, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I just know whoever isn't Hill or who doesn't, whoever is not the victim of the Hill's uh, uh, vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna have a long way back to the top. You know what I mean? They're gonna have a long way back to the main event picture, or yeah, because it's just. There won't be enough room. You know the Hill guy is going to get instantly pushed, mm-hmm. and the guy he beats up, he's going to get pushed. And so what do you do with the third guy? So, Yeah, so unless it turns into like a like – a, another option I could see would be Rollins and Ambrose turning on Reigns and those two turning heel and Reigns being babyface. And, you know, Ambrose and Rollins playing the uh, – you're just holding us back this whole time. You're fucking meathead. And we're going to go – take back the tag team gold and then we're coming for you or something you know mm-hmm. yeah that could be that could that could work that way you don't lose a guy I just I just hope whatever they do Seth Rollins gets to work on his own yeah because uh, I just you know I, te- I Skyped you and I was letting you we're talking about uh, just how I'd love to see this guy in a match with Daniel Bryan like that is my dream match yeah I know it won't happen it's just too many guys in his way right now but that match any day of the week I would pay 40 bucks, 50 bucks to watch easily. Just give me that give me that wrestling match on a card by itself. I don't even need anything else. That I could just only imagine the flying, the quick pace, the holds. It'd just be just it'd be wrestling porn for his old heads. <laughs> yeah, that so. would, that would be a hell of a match. Uh so we think the shield's going to win. Who do you think is going to get the pin? Ah, oh, Rollins, Rollins, definitely, yeah. definitely. Right. And they got we we talked about before. He's got big plans. They've got big plans for him. So, Rollins or Reigns? Oh, excuse me, Reigns. My bad. I was just said Seth Rollins in my mind. <laughs> All right. So after that, then we've got the Andre the Giant. Wow, I really fucked it up there. Andre the Giant Battle Royale, or AKA the Andre the Giant. We don't know what to do with these thirty guys, so let's just put them in a, in a match where everyone beats each other up, and no one really pays attention to. Uh, yeah. Three and B first guys out, oh. calling it one, <laughs> two, and three. Like one, three and B, two, three and B, three, three and B. Are there really three still unannounced spots? 
you know, Keith David speaking over some soft piano music in the background, you know, and they want to have be able to plug that in their future WrestleManias. And you got to have that by having the, the big show win him with that big trophy, tears in his eyes. You know, it, 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 it validates that Royal, mm. whatever the hell it is. I don't even know what's, but it's a Royal, right? Battle Royal. Yeah, and, uh, it gives a little validation to it. So I think if you had the Miz standing there at the end, everyone's just pissed and they won't care the next time you do it. Like, well, <laughs> you have the Miz one. I think you have to get that, get that going a little bit before you can start sticking it to the fans. So. All right. Well, then I'm calling it right now. The last two are going to be Great Kali and Big Show. I'm going to go – I'm not man enough to pick two like you. I'm going to go three. <laughs> so I'm going to go uh, Sheamus, Miz, and Big Show. It really should be Seamus, uh, Miz, I'm excuse me, Seamus, uh, Dolph and Big Show, but, you know, Dolph's getting buried. So. <laughs> All right. So then after the Battle Royal, it is Bray Wyatt, John Cena. And this, I have no clue. I have no clue what they're doing with this match. Like, what's going to happen, the story they're going to tell. Yeah. You know, in, in some ways, I think. This would be a great opportunity to turn Cena Hill. Like, I really think they could have Cena join the Wyatt family, you know, and just be like this depressed, really sad, almost quiet man, you know. But who's he going to turn on, you know? I guess you could have the, the Wyatt guys jump in, Harper and Roan, Rain, what the, I don't know what the hell the other guy's name is. And uh, they beat up, you know, they're about to stalk Cena, and maybe Hogan comes down to save Cena, and they turn on him. That'd be a cool little twist, but I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I mean, I could, I could see like Cena losing this, joining the Wyatts, and then uh, Wyatt uses him the way that he uses Harper and Rowan to just attack people he, you know, doesn't agree with or whatever. I, I think that would give John Cena's character freshness. I think, I think, as we trans, you know transformed from the Cena era to the reality era, you know, he's going to get pushed to the background. He's not going to be highlighting WrestleManias and, and SummerSlams as much anymore. So, like, just to have him be hustle, loyal, take respect, and do his promos like The Rock, you know, every night, you know, and people just be like, eventually, it doesn't matter, you're not doing anything. You have to put him in a stable where he's, he can come back from being Hill. You know what I mean? Like, he could come back from being under Bray Wyatt's control. So I wasn't myself. I didn't know who I was. And mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And instead of, like, being this evil character. And plus, I would love to hear the kids just scream in horror. In the area. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah, they're not going to do it. I mean, I, I would like for that to happen, but it's, it's not going to happen. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Well, you're the only one. I'm calling it. Hogan comes down, saves Cena, and they turn on Cena. And they turn on Hogan. Cena turns heel, and he puts the lamb mask on. Let me think about this real quick. How awesome would they, would this WrestleMania be, like, in the sense of, like, putting together a package to sell down the line later? We have a Cena Hill turn, Andre the Three Giant, Thousand, almost said Outcast? What the hell? <laughs> Andre the Giant, 30-man Battle Royal winner, Big Show holding it up. And then, of course, you know, what I think is going to happen at the end, the Yes Movement conference, the uh, WWE Nation. That's like this three huge moments 
and one WrestleMania. I don't think there's been a WrestleMania with three huge moments like that ever. I I don't I don't think that Big Show holding up the uh, Andre the Giant trophy is going to be that big of a moment. But well, I mean, like when you package it together, like five years from now, when people look back, like you know, like oh my god, like you see. Big Show crying in some slow motion video, piano playing in the background, and Keith David <laughs> talking over it. it it's gonna, it's gonna play. Uh, when you say that, I picture like sad Big Show with like the sad Hulk music playing in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right. So, so who's gonna win this Wyatt Cena match then? Uh, I think the I think the Wyatts will win it. I think it'll be since I'm calling a heel turn. It's gonna be disqualification. It's gonna be like a disqualification, just ding, 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 bell ringing because Hogan's getting beat up type of thing, or yeah. smorgasbord, so to say. I really don't know who to take in this one because I know Cena would have no problem putting Wyatt over, but I, I suppose they really want to push Wyatt as like the next big heel you know like Randy Orton's getting not old age wise although he is getting some gray hairs I mean he's just getting like boring as the top heel so I could see them uh, I could see Wyatt winning this to give him the push kind of set him up Um, but (laughs) really this is just going to be an extended bathroom break for me Uh, (laughs) the shield the battle royal and then the uh, Cena Wyatt match Oh, you, do you hate wrestling? How could you miss these two? I mean, we know the Shield matches are terrible, but you can't I mean, miss. I'll, I'll probably watch most of the... Like, I'll probably be cooking while I do this, and I'll watch most of the Battle Royal, but I don't really care about the Wyatt Cena match. Or the Diva Invitational. So basically, you're watching WrestleMania for Daniel Bryan. That's, that's what you're watching WrestleMania. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's not... Like, I like Daniel Bryan, but I'm not as big of a Daniel Bryan fan as you. I'm just watching to see what happens. It's I don't really have... Like, as long as Batista doesn't win, I don't really care. I understand. I mean, we're the guys that are, you know, we are, uh, we are a creation of the WWE. The main event only counts and everything else is just filler. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can't be mad at you about that. All right. So then next up, we've got the, the 22nd match in the streak, the Undertaker Brock Lesnar match. And I would just like to take a moment to point out that uh, Brock Lesnar has never hit puberty. Boy, when he when he grows up, boy, yeah. he's a big man. <laughs> yeah, but his voice just makes me laugh every time, every time. Like this this last raw that we just <laughs> we've been talking about, he he calls out Undertaker and he says, "You're here, I'm here, let's do this." <laughs> his voice gets so high at the end. I just I started laughing immediately. Um. This match could be a show stiller, as always, because yep. Undertaker match always steals the show. I think I think it's still in the show at what, the last like eight WrestleManias. Yeah, I mean the only way an Undertaker streak match is not going to steal the show or not going to be amazing is if his thousand year old knee explodes when he goes to do a tombstone or something. Oh, he was terrible on Raw. Did you see him run the ropes? I did. It was horrible. <laughs> it's like he's running in sand. Yeah. It's like, oh, poor Taker. I mean, he's an old man. We were talking about it off off air. You know, he he's going to show up for WrestleMania, and then he's going to disappear until next year's WrestleMania, and he's been doing that for a while. And we just kind of give him a break because he's the Undertaker, and he's a legend, and he's a million years old. 
Uh, Brock Lesnar has no chance to win this match. No, of course not. But it's going to be interesting to see the finish. I think that's one of some of the the lore of the Taker streak. You want to see how it finishes. Mm-hmm. There's generally more than just wrestling. There's always some sort of story or emotional moment. Yeah. I can look at the last few. Uh, I can come to my head. I see the Triple H. I was going to say. Stay down. Stay yeah. down. That whole thing. And uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps. There's, and then. I'm disappointed this year because there's no way this match is going to be as good as the last couple of years, like with the the Triple H and the two Shawn Michaels, and the, you know, it's just the Edge match, the Edge match for the championship. Like that to me is one of the forgotten Undertaker matches of all time, and that was amazing. Yeah, there's just, I mean, this will probably be a good match. It'll be probably the best one on the card, but it's still just not going to live up to. Not going to. It probably won't live up, but still, it's it's going to be another uh, feather in its cap. Mm. It's not him versus what Giant Gonzalez or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, my better half the other day was asking me because I was gushing about Undertaker when he came on TV. I was, <laughs> I was. She was saying, you know, wrestling is all, all fixed. So, like, why is the streak impressive? And it's because of the respect he commands in the industry for them to even book him for this kind of streak. Yeah. And, like, the matches he puts on during the streak, such as, like, the last 10 years, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, he's not going in there and Goldberg and the guy and walking out in five minutes, you know? No, 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 definitely he, not. He, These are like... You know he's going to win every time, but he still, you know, hooks you in when he's down on the mat and he's just gotten, you know, F5'd or just gotten hit with a sledgehammer and you, you're waiting for him to sit up and he doesn't. You know, it, he he sells it every time. It's it's always a great match. So we're both with the Taker on this one. Taker, oh, yeah. for sure. There's, I mean, Hammond's going to interfere, and it's not going to matter. And Taker's going to throw both of them in a casket. And... Heyman will take a a pretty bad bump. Not Vince. Not Vince first getting stunned bump, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a pretty bad bump. <laughs> he he's like completely like he just falls. It looked like he just like put his hand down and then lowered himself yeah. to the ground. <laughs> it, was, it was the most yeah. awkward bump I've ever seen. They showed that on. I watched the uh, the Stone Cold documentary on the network, yeah. and like he men- like Stone Cold mentions that about how terrible that bump was that he took the first time he gave him a stunner. Like, and he was saying like, if I took a bump like that and I walked backstage, I. Vince would be chewing me out in a second, but because it was Vince, he walks backstage and everybody back there was like, good bump, good bump, nice one. <laughs> I know Jericho said something about it. That's what I, like, really remembered. I remember at the time you just didn't care because, like, he finally stunned Vince. Mm-hmm. And he was like, thank you. <laughs> and then uh, I was just watching, some, like, you know, WWE propaganda, and Jericho mentioned something about the horrible bump Vince took randomly. And I was like, oh, my God. That was terrible. It's like the worst <laughs> bump of all time. It's like I've never seen a bump worse. Yeah, I haven't. You, I have not seen a bump worse. I've seen Divas take better bumps. I mean, like the WrestleMania two, uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper is supposed to swing and and like stagger and knock down uh, Mr. T, and he swings and he misses and T falls anyway. Like, nice. Like he misses by a lot, and T falls anyway, and acts all staggered. <laughs> like that's a bad, and it's not a bump. That's a bad spot, you know. Yeah. And and I still think it's worse 
Well, <laughs> well I bet Vince. I'm just. I'm replaying it in my head right now. That Vince's bump on that snare was just terrible. All right, all right. Got back, back on track. Back on track. Uh, so now we got the main event, the Orton Batista question mark. And I told you I was going to tell you how it's go down, how it's going to go down. So here's how it's going to go down. Triple H is going to win the match against Daniel Bryan, but it's not going to be clean. And like the ref's going to call it one way, but it's going to, you know, Hogan's going to come down or another ref's going to come down and say, no, 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 that's bullshit. And I don't think they're going to restart it. I think they're going to, it's going to be the kind of dusty finish where like anybody could win. Like they're both laying down and they each have an arm over each other. Something like that. Mm. Or just a straight uh, Triple H dirty win. And it's going to turn it into a fatal four-way. Hmm. That's hmm. what I see happening. Because either way, with Daniel Bryan or with Triple H, like they're going to put on a great match. And why would you leave them out of a title match? You know what I mean? Like They both have the talent to elevate a title match. So why put just one of them in? I see him putting both of them in. It's gonna be interesting to see how how if if it does happen that way. I mean, in that situation, I mean, what do you do? I mean, all three men are gonna go for Daniel Bryan. I mean, how does he overcome that? That's a tough. Well, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna do what they always do in fatal four way matches. They're all gonna gang up on Daniel Bryan for a little bit, and he'll get knocked outside the ring and be forgotten for a few minutes, and he'll rest up, and then Orton and Batista will team up on Triple H and get him out of the ring so he can rest up for a little bit. And then it'll just be the Orton and Batista show for a while, and Vince will well, be backstage going, see, th- this is what I wanted to show him. And, you know, eventually the guys will get back involved. And, you know, like to a certain point, no matter how much they all want to shit on Daniel Bryan, you know, kayfabe-wise, it's going to get to a point where, like, they don't have that option. You know, at some point Daniel Bryan's going to be outside of the ring or something, and it's going to be, you know, what used to be evolution. They're going to have to fight. And it's not like they haven't been building, you know, heat between the three of them lately. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't see, see that. that being a problem. I was saying, I was thinking, like, like psychology-wise, how would you, like, have Daniel Bryan come back from being beaten up by three of the biggest stars at one time? Like, I guess, but you know, like you said, you could lay outside for a while, rest up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're, I mean, you're building that kid up to be super Cena. I mean, he's gonna fight Triple H, and then. Have a dusty well, finish and then finish the card off in the beginning of the match. Get beat up by three of the big stars and then come back and win. Well, see, you're assuming he's going to win. Oh, I think it's going to be a fatal four way, but Triple H is going to walk out with the title and they're going to turn that into a Triple H Daniel Bryan championship match at SummerSlam that they're going to drag out until you know fucking August. No, there's no way they can drag out a, a, a storyline six months. No way. Uh, um, they four do months. it. They do that. It has been done. There have been a lot of Summer Slams where they drag out the main, where you know the main event is a result of the WrestleMania main event. Well, you mean you, you're gonna he's gonna have to chase the title, like he's gonna be. You mean Daniel Bryan's gonna be chasing it, like yeah, he's gonna lose that, like a, he's gonna lose a lot of uh, pay per views along a couple of pay per views along the way. I just don't, I just don't think that the universe. Excuse me for using the, the propaganda, but like I don't think they have the patience. To wait for Daniel Bryan to win it in August. No, I just don't they, think do, they do because they're not going to stop watching, and they're just going to keep feeling like their guy is getting pushed down. And in reality, he's not. That's like people have been complaining about Daniel Bryan being pushed down this whole time, and I sincerely think that's not the case at all. They have been pushing him 
by using the underdog role since he dropped the title? I mean, you can say that, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I mean, it depends how how much you think they've embraced the reality area. You know, because you know a lot of the reports, a lot of the things that's been talked about is that CM Punk and Triple H were supposed to have a match at Mania. Triple H didn't feel that was you know becoming. I mean, excuse me, Punk didn't feel that was worthy of him, and he wanted to be in the main event, and that's why he quit. So if if this is a work since SummerSlam, you know the the behind the scenes stuff doesn't add up. But then again, if you're if you're saying the WWE has embraced the reality era, all this stuff has been planted. But if it's been planted, why is Punk gone? But then if Punk comes. There's so many variables. It's like it's like an equation. You know, you, <laughs> I'm not saying they, they were planning the whole time for this exact main event or anything, but I'm saying they had him drop the title and and take that like severe underdog role against you know the authority as as a way to push him. They they you know it's not like they had him drop the title because they don't because they sincerely think we can't have Goat Face hold the title. You know if if somebody's popular, they'll have anybody hold the title. I think I think they're. The game plan was authority. Authority screws over uh, Daniel Bryan. Punk, Cena, and Daniel Bryan become the three guys that are like anti-authority because it's what you did. Batista comes back. He saves the day as a champion, and that was going to be they're going to be building around Batista. I definitely I think that was their game plan. I think they thought that would work. And then obviously we've covered some podcasts in the past that didn't. <laughs> but what I think is going to happen in this main event is it's a uh, – I think CM Punk's coming back. You, I'm convinced. I No. You said it earlier, and it makes sense. They worked us once with the whole taking the belt and leaving thing. I mean, that was a work, obviously. He's not going to want to match before his contract was up. Mm-hmm. I think you have a fatal four-way with Punk coming back at WrestleMania. He's in the main event. And you have a Batista, Randy Orton, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan main event. I would not be surprised if they had a dusty finish and somehow Hogan puts Punk. I don't know how they would. I don't. I don't know how they would do it. But somehow put Punk in that main event at the end of the night. I I don't see it happening. I've got the power, brother, to do what I want. First of all, I don't. I don't see Punk coming back. And even if he did, I don't see them putting him in the title match because for them to do that, I feel like they would have to acknowledge that CM Punk still exists. Which, aside from that episode in Chicago where they had to, like, they just, they had to get out in front of that, they haven't. So, I I just, I can't see them doing that. Maybe I'm just being a mark, but how great would that be? I, I keep talking about these moments in the podcast, <laughs> but how great of a moment would that be if CM Punk came back? If they're, if you hear, the, oh, it's called the personality now. I wish he went back to his old music, but anyway. Yeah. Cult of Personality comes out, plays, and he walks out of that curtain, and Louisiana goes nuts. And then at the end of the match, you know what I mean? It's like they have a fatal four-way elimination, and you have Brian and Punk standing there going at it. Oh, God, I just I just, I just, just came a little. I'm sorry, it just happened. Wow. 
We should uh, we should send these podcasts to WWE Creative. Listen, call it Punk, Vinny Mac, and Triple H. <laughs> Say we're sorry. Give them a, give them a milski, and put them in the main event. And everybody's happy. Punk gets to be in the main event. Vince gets his star. Well, Triple H doesn't win, but you know Triple H he's winning already. I was gonna say Triple H has been winning for like fourteen years. <laughs> he's already been winning. Yeah. You'll be okay. So yeah, I think Punk's gonna come back. I just convinced myself in the last twenty minutes of this podcast <laughs> that CM Punk was coming back. No, it's not happening. And at the end of WrestleMania, when it fades out and he hasn't come back, and it starts to they start to go to the post show. I'm going to Skype you, and I'm going to say, you see, Daniel, you were wrong to hope. You know, look, if he doesn't come back now, he's never coming back. I, and that's what I think is happening. If he doesn't come back now, he's never coming back. But uh, I think at the end of the WrestleMania, in the WrestleMania, you have Daniel Bryan uh, yesing with 80,000 people in the Louisiana Superdome. Nikki Bella, she's going to blow him in a turnbuckle. Whoa. It's going to get crazy. <laughs> Terrible things uh, are going to happen. He's... he's... I think it's really weird that his girlfriend's or fiance's sister is going to blow him on the turnbuckle. Well, I can't tell them apart. They're twins. You can't be mad at me. <laughs> you can't even tell the names apart. He's he's dating Bree. Oh, Bree. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. I. If you watch Total Divas, you'd know that. Silence is not good for a podcast. <laughs> okay, silence kills radio. No, I wasn't expecting you to be. I was expecting you to laugh when I said that, but. No, mainly hate. That's the emotion that comes to me when you mention Total Divas. <laughs> I hate Total Divas. I haven't watched it, and I will not watch it, and well, I don't hate it. Well, I don't think you could truly hate it until you've watched it, but I'm not saying it's the greatest show ever. I just I like talking about it because I know it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> On so many levels. First of all, it's breaking kayfabe like all the time, yeah. and kayfabe is just out the window. Yeah, and that's what the reality era is going to do, too. No, you can't do that. Not on, not on Raw and SmackDown. You can talk about. You can use. You can use the internet for for storylines and and to keep to keep the people plugged in to make them feel they're part of the show. But you can't have you know stuff going on backstage where guys are talking about the match before it happens. Heck no, man. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no way. That'd kill the whole business. I don't know, man. That'd kill the business. See, I said the business like I'm in the business. <laughs> Bret Hart's going to win the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's going to be—he's going to come back, and they're going to put him in the match. <laughs> My predictions have made no sense uh, regarding. <laughs> no, the, you know what's going to happen is uh, Hulk Hogan's going to have an NWO flashback, and uh, Razor Ramon, or sorry, Scott Hall, is going to be there. Uh, you know, because he was just inducted, and he's going to put Scott Hall in the match, and Scott Hall is going to win the title. Scott Hall is coming out <laughs> in the Andre the Battle Royal thing. Oh, I can't God. say that. No, you really can't. <laughs> it's either the Andre Battle thing or the Andre 3000 thing. or. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, now I'm not so hard on Hogan jacking it up on uh, Green Bay. Yeah. And, and WWE like Universe, WWE Universe, WWE Universe. Universe. Yeah. Wow. So I what, see that you, happen. You know what would be great is if, uh, not this week's Raw, but last week's Raw, um, Schwarzenegger and what's his name from that movie I'm not going to see were on Raw and they asked if there was room for two more in the Andre the the Giant Battle Royal. I would love for Andre, or not, I would love I'd love for Andre to not be dead, but I would love for uh, Schwarzenegger to be in that match. 
even even just for like ten seconds, you know, I would I would just think that was the greatest thing. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, you know, the, if you're gonna have Arnold come out, might as well go the whole way, right? Yeah. I'm not saying he, he was... wins it, you know. I'm just saying it would be hilarious. It's a little weird watching him rub up on Hogan like he was. Yeah, it was a little look awkward. at the look at those pecs, look at those delts, look at the penis size. I mean, look at look at the. <laughs> What? What do you mean? <laughs> Who's that other guy? I had no idea who he yeah, was. Yeah, I I don't remember his name. His last name was like super hard to pronounce. I this is like Joe something. I think I don't know. I've I've literally never seen that guy before. I have no idea who he is. Really don't care. I mean, I never. I almost never care when they have like celebrities on Raw, but. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's probably just because I just watched The Last Stand like two weeks ago, and that movie is awesome. I've I've never liked anything Arnold Schwarzenegger's ever been in besides Kindergarten Cop. So, clearly, <laughs> the only Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I've you enjoyed. Don't, you don't like uh, Last Action Hero? No, definitely not. Oh man, it's not my style, man. I just done action movies to be honest with you. Guys. I'm a little more thought provoking than that. Really? You like yeah, Kindergarten I, Cop, and it's a little you like more thought provoking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, Kidding Card and Cop was emotionally deeper than anything else Arnold Schwarzenegger has done. Oh, man. Podcast is getting off the rail. We're talking yeah. Arnold movies now. Yep. So. I think, uh, I think we, we hit the pre-show, the pre-Raw, pre-WrestleMania show, the post-Raw show. Uh, yeah, so this has been another episode of the Wrestling Id. Make sure you check us out at thesportsid.net. Uh and also, don't forget to check out the sister, now podcast-only movie review site, uh, thecinemaid.net. Uh, is no longer doing uh, like text-written reviews. They are only doing the podcast now, but I highly recommend the podcast. It is always a great time. I found a ton of... I've watched almost every movie they reviewed on that. Either I already had seen it, or I went out of my way to watch it because they gave such a good review on it, even if it was a terrible movie. So uh, check that out at thecinemaid.net. And uh, if you're waiting on that baseball podcast, uh, hold your breath. We'll be it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're waiting on a guy who says he'll do it, but if he doesn't, we're just gonna go without him. So yeah, Andy, time, ETA four days. If you're not t- on this thing with us in four <laughs> days, we're going without you. Yeah, I was trying not to call him out on it, but yeah, Andy, we're doing this with or without you. We would prefer to do it with you. All right, uh, this has been the Wrestling Id. I'm Drew. I'm Daniel Dick, as big as a train, Johnson. Wow. <laughs> you said it off air. I was like, I'm going to throw it in there. Wait, <laughs> wait a finish strong. <laughs> you said it earlier. I was like, I got to add that. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. <laughs>